Hey there, Max. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Well, I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's White two-tone Escalade like Fuck rapping, nigga, stay paid like How you living, nigga, live made like so we are recording on uh, what is Monday, April 18th uh, for much of the United States. I guess for all of the United States, it's tax day. Um, but in certain I mean, not, portions not of New Hampshire, maybe. I don't know that they celebrate tax day or observe live it. Free and die. <laughs> live free and die. No taxes there. Um, but in other portions of the United States... Uh, in certain states, this is also a um, a local holiday. It is Patriots Day uh, in the state of Massachusetts, and I believe Connecticut and Wisconsin are the other states that celebrate Patriots Day. I could be mistaken on that. Um, it's also Marathon Monday in um, in Boston. That is when the Boston Marathon is is run every year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's observed by Massachusetts, Maine. Uh, Connecticut, North Dakota, and then tomorrow in Florida and Wisconsin. And Patriots Day is to mark the start of the Revolutionary War with the first shots of Lexington and Concord. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. That's our history lesson for today. So happy Patriots Day, everyone. It's it's so strange to to uh, to celebrate the start of a war, but that I mean <laughs> yeah. that one that, that is a was, good point. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that. That is one where we're saying no. We're we're done with we're, we're done with your imperialism. We're ready to start our own empire here in America. Yeah, I mean, we start we celebrate the end of the war too, and no doubtedly bigger and across the whole country. So, but, why not but both? It, it it did have us thinking though. I I think it is. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to give the Boston area too much credit because it's it's not just their holiday. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't know from from the way you know the marathon is there and it's the Red Sox game, but um, it is a really cool holiday and it does have a ve- very regional feel. And it, it had me thinking about um, kind of historically uh, how often there are these not only regional holidays but but really localized holidays and. Um, I know growing up that that the town I lived in and went to like high school and they had they had a town day and it's it's different than like a county fair which is which is every year and, and kind of brings you know different areas of a county or state fair together and it, it's kind of a melting pot of stuff but when you get something like Patriots Day or even the more localized stuff like one Kevin I asked you about is the Apple Blossom Festival, which is in Winchester, Virginia. These are things that are very localized holidays and and they are talked about and you know look forward to and there are pageants and parades and everything else. But it is not like the St. Patrick's Day parade or or the uh, you know uh, you know New Year's Day event. This is something that is specific to that area and and i'm just curious if if you all had that growing up at all i mean kevin honestly maybe more you in a more out of the way area yeah i think it's gonna be mostly kind of it correlates to the size of the town that you grew up in or how close you were to a city so i grew up 20 minutes away from winchester and the apple blossom festival was this 
big thing. Um, I think they would get school off for it. We wouldn't in a different town, but they were, had all sorts of events, like I said, pageants and uh, carnival and parade. Lots of restaurants did fun things. And you know, like no one is really, you know, Haymarket's probably the, the edge of where people have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- drops off pretty fastly. Whereas, kind of everyone has heard of the the Boston celebrations, and yeah, I think it's it's every town seems to kind of have their thing. Like Front Royal has a wine festival that, like, I'm sure it's not really any different than like the beer festivals that they have in Nat Stadium or anything. But to Front Royal, it's like a big deal. Everyone goes to it, and ev- everyone looks forward to it. Yeah, and I think one thing that is there, and and what I've I've experienced here in the Atlanta area is more more neighborhoods will have have something, um, and there's there's one place that typically has a spring fest, but they did a winter fest this year because it it just made more sense with pandemic things, um, but also a lot of porch fest. This idea of people having musical acts on their 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 front their in their front porch or front yard or whatever. Um, but this generally this idea of we are doing a local event, we are putting it on. It's a pretty democratic event in that everybody can be involved. And it is something where you are proud about where you are are living. And I think that that is an interesting aspect because, you know, Max, in, in some ways, I mean, Kevin is Kevin is very much Front Royal is very much its own place. And maybe that's changing some with bed and breakfasts coming in there. But like it is a place and it has some some things to it. Um, and Max, I think you as well lives in a place where I think people are probably proud of being from there. And it is not it is, you know, not Boston. It is its own place. And I, I just wonder if you know, that mix of, of pride and like, this is a day where we celebrate our town. It does, does that exist? Um, I mean, yeah, it definitely does. I think there is a distinction, not that it matters between like a local festival, like in Newburyport, we had our Yankee homecoming festival for a week in the summer. Pawnee, Indiana has harvest festival. Of course, I think there's a difference between those types of festivals and a holiday Mm. in the sense that during a holiday, the government is closed and people have work off and the schools are off. So like in Massachusetts, Patriots Day and the, and the Marathon Monday is a holiday and you get work off and everyone goes and watches the marathon. So there might be a distinction there in terms of the local pride and festivals. Like I think to your point that local maybe, I mean, Kevin, you said for, for your festival, um, the local schools did get their, did get the, the day off. So like at that super localized level, I think is where it gets to what you're talking about, where there is a sense of pride. And especially if it's the type of thing that like, I think for me growing up in a smaller town and, and Kevin as well, yeah, well, that you were 20 minutes outside. So maybe you didn't feel this way, but like for us, like new report swells during that week in the summer. And it's kind of cool to be like, Oh, we live here and look at all these people coming to visit for the week because this cool thing is happening here. So like, I, I definitely feel that, um, you know, during that week of festival, but again, it's in the summer. So, and it wasn't like people don't get work off, but it was, uh, it was in the summer. So we had school off. Yeah. I think the festival is, is the right thing. Festival fair. I mean, even to an extent parades that become a weekend of built, built around that. Um, but they are, um, I, I mean, I think, yeah, to Kevin's point about the <laughs> how far the ripple goes for Apple Blossom, um, 
you know, imagine the thing where it's like you've heard about it and, and you're like, oh, I, I'll drive 30 minutes to go to that. Like that would be really cool for the weekend to go and, and see something that is different. I mean, yeah, that's like the, the Cherry Blossom Festival in Washington, D.C. or Mardi Gras in New Orleans or mm-hmm. the a Groundhog Day in what, Puxatawney? I mean, those are holidays that everyone knows about, but you wouldn't really celebrate them unless you're in those locales, right? And and there there is something too about uh, cherry blossom and and Mardi Gras, um, and and I, I you know I guess Groundhog Day as well. But um, there <laughs> is reluctant there, to add it in there. There is a a tourism built around it and like to to almost an industry around it. I mean, you can you can. I, it's actually say Groundhog Day even more so than the others because uh, it's the only reason yeah. anyone ever goes to Buxatani. <laughs> yeah, and and so maybe that's too. Maybe that's like an important um, distinction. I mean, I don't know how much. Um, you know, corporate sponsorship and stuff like that has has infiltrated, you know, Winchester or or some of these these other things. But but like, I don't think that that you know hotels are necessarily filling up or people are are planning huge trips around you know going to this the same way that that maybe they do Mardi Gras or uh, Cherry Blossom Festival, which, you know, Cherry Blossom Festival, there's not like a parade or anything. It's just people go and they look at the trees and then, and then they, you know, are harangued and end up, you know, getting in a, like a, you know, a rickshaw type thing and spend a thousand dollars going 200 feet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think that the hotels do usually thrive off of these things. The, because again, like it, it will be relative to the size of the place. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. that the Winchester hotels, you know make a lot of money that weekend um so my and my niece um has lives in a small town in virginia and she has a dance recital coming up in may and it like the dancing school is like a big thing in the town and they have this big um uh recital for all the all the students from you know ages five to high school and we went to go book a hotel and it was like two night minimum and three hundred dollars a night for like <laughs> middle of nowhere virginia and like so, for a hampton inn so it's just yeah i mean they the the hotels certainly know the game or know that people are coming in yeah and yeah i mean which is great for the town like it brings income or, you know brings capital into the town yeah i i guess i'm i'm, I'm not saying that there is not a hubbub around it uh, uh i just think that the you know the maybe the scale is 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 different um i mean i don't know if the whole town is like inconvenienced that weekend but like cherry blossoms in in dc everyone will be inconvenienced i mean honestly you mentioning dc i I was hard pressed to think of some examples there i mean it's only once every four years but uh the inauguration is an example of that like it's only occurring there other places can recognize it but that's the name of the game and all the balls and everything that we'll never get invited to but um all of that is is going on and there are all these events around it that's kind of like the big the big deal um there Uh, but yeah i think i I think it is interesting how these these events can can have their their own gravity um but one thing that we discussed too in, in kind of the run-up to this is, 
you know, Max, you, you came up with one from the, the place that, that you're from and, and Kevin, one to the place that is adjacent to where you are. Um, I have seen things like Porch Fest where I am now, but we are all not living in the, the place, you know, where we were close to these festivals originally. And <clears throat> I wonder if the continuation of these is, you know, one, how how do these continue as people like us move away from those places and and maybe two are they appealing enough to to draw you back to go and visit for that thing i i think that they so i think that they will um just because for especially in small towns like we move away but most people don't um but i i think really what interest me is like how does it I, I don't even know how these things would how you would make these things in today's world where you everything is like very transitory and um online so like having a festival around a plant for instance it just doesn't seem like something that would be possible to to create today because you're we're also not like creating new towns so like mm. if front royal if like I wanted to make a new event in Front Royal to that everyone banded together about. Like I don't really know how you, how you would do that. So I think it's I think people would probably end up holding onto these things because they like would want to have something to hold on to and they couldn't really make a new one. Well, and Max, I'm interested for your uh, what was it called Yankee Homecoming? Yes. Yeah. So so like walk me through what are what are some focal points of that? Like what are the the events or, or what's going on? Because I, th- um, I think it's going to lead to to a point I want to make, so I'm I'm interested. I mean, it's a week long with uh, concerts every night, fireworks, road races, uh, unique events. Yeah. Uh, there's old fashioned Sunday. There's the Greek food festival. There's the bed race where people race bed full size beds down one of the streets in town. Um, there's the there's the log the canoe tipping in the in the pond. Mm-hmm. There's just like a whole bunch of things like that. It's just a whole week of events and to your point about scale like new reports population at least when i grew it's probably way bigger now but it was under twenty thousand people and it probably grew to like five times the population during yankee homecoming i mean it it, mm. it inconvenienced everyone <laughs> for sure and if and you I, weren't participating me as a kid i loved it but my parents like hated it and always wanted to leave town for that week because it, it was a pain yeah and and i think with these with these events too like we can mention that like oh the hotels do do really well and and that week and, and things like that. And the restaurants probably do really well, but to keep these going, it's not just them knowing that they will get paid off from that. But I do think you have to have actors in the community that are willing to put up yeah. the money. And, and this is the thing, it's not just money. You have to put up time with these because Lots it has to, it has to be like the community has to say, we want to do this and we're going to mm-hmm. put our, our money and our time. And they do have to be movers and shakers. And I mean, we're all fortunate enough to be, you know, what do they call it now like knowledge workers things like that um you know i don't know what the equivalent was 50 years ago but we were probably the people that stayed in town and like were the knowledge workers of the time and and maybe we rise to a level where it's like oh you are you know spending some time helping this out and you're you're donating to to this i think we have this idea right now too of like how charity works and like effective altruism things like that the ways we we give 
but I think in in the past, you know, this is this is how you would give to your community. It's it's hey, I I sponsored this float, I helped put it together. Um, this concert, uh, I I helped you know bring the band here, whatever it is, or or I like roused other people in the community to give time and everything. And I mean, it's it's not unlike those uh, what are they, like silent auctions and stuff like that that you may have had in in school, like you have to want to uh perpetuate this and and keep it keep it going and like yes a lot of people do stay in those towns but i just i don't know who those folks are and are they the ones who are like not only am i here but i am able to give my time and my money to these types of of fests yeah i think that i'd still say that Again, depending on the size of the place, like there's still, like in Winchester, the I'm sure the number of knowledge workers is growing, but there's still probably just as many agricultural workers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point that like that I I would imagine the incentives to continue to contributing to these things is is diminishing. But maybe I'm just saying that because. I'm in an in-between age where I'm not a kid who delights in it. And I'm not yet an adult who's like too bored with everything else and <laughs> needs something to change my routine up. Yeah. I mean, and, and Max, I know you did a similar or similar drives plural uh, pretty recently, but when I was driving from Southern California to Atlanta a couple of years ago um, and, and also subsequently spent some, some time in, in North Mississippi, um, a lot of these towns and stuff that I saw, I think they used to be really proud. And now the only place you have to get food or anything is a dollar general. And that is the thing that's happening all over the place. And, and like, there just aren't the agriculture bit. Kevin is a really good part. A lot of these are agricultural based and you just, you have these huge farming conglomerates. Now you don't have this localized stuff or they are not there on weekends. They're coming to you know the the inner suburbs to sell that produce to us and um you know so as always we are our i am as guilty as as anyone of causing these problems <laughs> yeah, yeah well, like the so again like if, if something's based on a, a a plan or like something that you know based in something that was long awaited by the locals because of like a survival need and now it's like what would we what would we make like oh today's the day that someone invented some algorithm in this town but like that town is probably going to be <laughs> san jose california so yeah. it's, uh i it's it, it makes sense that they had these agricultural things to get them to get people excited about and, and to celebrate annually but now it's like what what event would you celebrate annually yeah that's i mean yeah you can't you can't eat um a computer chip and especially with how small they're getting you just i mean that would be no fun like you can't uh, you you can't do that i yeah i don't it's not that there aren't things worth celebrating anymore it's just i i think some of these end up being really specific oddities of of a town um, and they may be things that start out seeming silly. I mean, John Oliver uh, talked about the, I forget the name, but the Alaskan town that has the, um, 
the ice breaking um you they you bet on on the ice to break uh and and it's like it's made the town like it's it's their big thing that they're really proud of is is being able to bet on when the ice will break um and and that's a weird quirk of that place and i don't know i don't know that anyone has the patience to be like Oh well, this was the this was the town where the first uh, of this weird challenge on TikTok started. So we're gonna celebrate that. Like that's that's all I've got for you. Or this is the most photographed town on Instagram in the state of Ohio. Like is is that is that what you're going to you know this hashtag started here? Is that what we do now? I mean, part of me thinks there's like we're coming at it from our angle, which is that we've all moved and moved at least, you know, once or twice. And so we may have some kind of expectation that the locale that we're in is going to have some kind of festival or thing for us when Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to put in the work to do it. But I also think that there could be festivals and things that start as more, you know, geared towards the, the people that live in a place at a current time. So like now I live in Bend and I actually, I don't really know what, festivals or whatnot bend is known for but i know they have like a two-day you know beer out, fest you in the summer fest. yeah get out did you just get tell out us bend. about one that you went to last weekend well they have something every weekend sure i was that was just a subaru fest that's just sponsored that's just when you go up to a ski mountain and giant companies give free stuff away to people who don't need it <laughs> aka people that are skiing on like a thursday and friday <laughs> um but no, I mean, they have a beer fest and I get a, I get the sense that the beer fest is pretty big and that's not necessarily something that is unique to Bend, but it is one of the things Bend is sort of known for is having a lot of breweries and being, you know, beer is very popular here and I, I don't see any reason why that couldn't potentially morph into something more of an annual summer festival. And so I, I see that there could be a future of this. I mean, clearly there's enough people here now to, to care about and make a beer fest a thing. Now, granted, that is a maybe a little different because that's a festival specifically around a commercial good that can be sold so you naturally have um you have companies that have a a a very vested interest in in making that successful versus the kind of thing in in new report that's concerts and all these other things that has to be essentially sponsored where the good is is free so there's a there's a difference there but I, i i'm i'm trying to be a little optimistic because i think i think the general sense here is is as these kind of unique especially small town festivals fade away i don't see a, a natural progression to, to replacing them because to your point I, I don't know what that is I, I think that the beer fest one is a good example because a lot of places have them and i would say a lot of these festivals end up having the same the same sort of thing is going on but yeah. what is what is unique is that all of them can only happen in that that one place Oh yeah, it's a mark of local pride. Anytime yeah. you go to a beer festival, it's it's say, hey, this is the beer that this town makes, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a prideful thing, absolutely. Yeah, but but sometimes yeah. those events do. Um, I, I forget the name of the organization, but but sometimes these you know beer fests or, or wine fests, there is a bit of like it is a convention that is is moving around. It is is touring slightly. You do have you mm. still do still have the local flavor to it, but but whereas like. Um, you know the apple blossom festival or the the yankee homecoming can only exist in winchester and newburyport it, it can't it, like yeah. you can't you can't travel around or it loses what it is um, yeah yeah um and i was just curious pierce um if you still like on the on the opposite 
opposite end of the spectrum, like the biggest festival there is, do you still, do people in Atlanta still like care about the Olympics that they held or are there just some relics from the past? Well, speaking of get out you yuppies, um, I think that there is, there is definitely a, 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 a prideful like thing where, where people will wear stuff that they clearly found at Salvation Army that is from the 96 Olympics. Cause I, uh, you know, there are plain people that still have stuff left over from that, but they're usually people in their um you know 60s or 70s that are walking around and that's just the same windbreaker they've worn for almost 30 years now so i i i think that um people are are proud about it but you also like walk around and you see some of the the leftover infrastructure and you're like well the baseball team used to play there and they got out because they decided that they wanted something much whiter um and uh and and they just they just hate the city um then they got paid to to go over there and now they're stealing money from losers in cobb county which you know cobb county can go kick rocks but um yeah i think that people are proud of that but that's an international thing i mean in olympics only once yeah yeah it's 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 only once it's not even like the inauguration um yeah, so I've I've been heartened by like the different neighborhoods having their celebrations. Um, uh, there's there's one place called Avondale Estates around here, and they just had a a German Spring Festival, and I I didn't go because I was like busy that day or something. But the fact that they do that, I think is is cool because when you when you get into a city, it can be. I think sometimes people feel like I'm part of this city, and I they can it can be a fabric of 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 many colors but but it's like it's all one really big thing but when you chunk it up into like no my neighborhood is its own thing i think that's great and and there are neighborhoods that i appreciate more because they they have a spirit and and they embrace it and so i think that maybe that's the way that this goes is people do um, you know, if people are fortunate enough to, to be able to find property that they can stay in for a while, which is difficult right now, um, maybe some pride about neighborhoods is, is where these fests come from. Um, you know, for better and for worse, I think that things like next door um, kind of cause people to be hyper localized and hyper vigilant about their their neighborhoods. And um, maybe sometimes for good, uh, a lot of times for bad. It's like they're they're very connected to what is going on in their neighborhood all the time. So that might be the next fest is is like uh, something that started on like th- you know the great um, Amazon you know the the truck falls over and there are boxes everywhere and then you celebrate that every year by yeah this is what's going to happen is is everybody comes and they they dress up in in boxes and the best outfit wins some prize and that's you know that's your fest and it's based off of something that is ridiculous like a a rodent that that you ask it if it sees its shadow or not like they're all ridiculous things but they are prideful things yeah well we'll see if that happens yeah, someone's gonna steal my idea. <laughs> Taking pride in the local options. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, any closing thoughts on the the local celebrations? Other than, does Harrisonburg have anything? Um, I I don't know if there's anything I've really seen it 
this is the one like there's been a beer festival that was last week and that wasn't around for everyone gets really pumped about jmu football um so if there is like one singer event i don't know what it is but i've haven't really been here in a normal completely normal year yet so i can oh. get back to you it's a it's a good place to learn about where you live figure out their their weird festivals or not so weird all right speaking of weird things uh pierce do you have um something to apologize for today because we've all been just biting at the bit waiting yeah so i am um, at least huh? so you all are are familiar with uh roman aqueducts right the the big well actually they're they're Define not familiar is like is that the uh, viagra company no like the actual aqueducts that were spent they'll move the, we'll move your blood <laughs> so about two you know two millennia ago rome decided that they were going to build these aqueducts and some of them you you see and the, the big arches and stuff like that but a lot are underground mm -hmm. and um, they're really fascinating. And a lot of them were just used, they weren't for drinking water. They were for like bath water. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> incredibly designed, took whole teams of people to, uh, you know, keep up and maintain. And um, they worked for a very long time and they were built um, in ways that were just uh, phenomenal. So I was watching a video on that, that today. Um, and I learned something that, uh, uh, it just really baffled me and I, I was embarrassed. Um, and, and I feel like I should have, you know, learned it in, in school. And, and so it is an apology to myself for not knowing this, but also to, to like, I don't know, just, just not introducing it to others earlier, but, um, you've, you've all been to arcades before, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so in this With video, you. yeah, in this video, they're talking about, Someone, the, the person mentions in passing, um, describes the aqueduct is is an arcade. I was like, what? Well, an arcade is basically a a structure that at least on one side is just a series of arches. So the term arcade does not mean a place that has pinball. It means a place with arches. At least one wall is just all arches. And it's like, you know, it's like realizing what these terms actually mean that we just use flippantly. And so I'm I'm sorry for using, you know, not, not allowing words to be important and allowing them to matter. But the term, uh, the term arcade is, is a cool word and it's an old word. And it's not just cool and old because it involves ski ball. So um, hopefully you've learned something. And if you haven't, um, I commend you for knowing what an arcade is. Wait, but you say, hopefully we've learned something. But if we have learned something, then aren't you implying that we should be sorry that we didn't I'm, I'm, I'm sharing. I'm. I've taken the, the harm. Uh, you know this 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 harm by not knowing, and I am trying to educate the masses, um, so that you don't make this mistake. Um, also, don't go I, correcting. I did make the mistake. Yeah, don't go correcting people if they don't know what an arcade is, because I don't know. Uh, you know, we've been exposed to to local festivals and 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 big you know, uh, corporatized things, and and we didn't know what an arcade was, so. I'm questioning my own understanding of what an arcade is as we speak. <laughs> Have I ever truly ever been to one? I'm not so sure. Well, we can, you know, maybe that, maybe that needs to be the festival. The first true arcade arcade 
in wherever you live. Ooh. Arcade kid. You can take like an it. arcade, put it through the Arlingtonizer. <laughs> I think they built one you, in the old mall. You got yourself a you got yourself a bar. A town arcade. Yourself, what whatever they built in that um it's like the four stories with all the games and stuff. It's like David mm. Busters 2.0. Oh, cool. All right. Um I have a, a, a rock and roll trivia question actually wow. queued do up. A, do you have a big idea for but us before I'm that? I'm wondering if one of you has a big idea. Well, for Kevin, you can do a big idea and then Max can do the question. Well, there's only one thing to do, which is to go to the Treasury Direct website and buy yourself some I-bonds before May 1st. You have been warned. Uh, what exactly is an I-bond and, and why do we only have until May 1st to buy them? It's just a place you can park your money to keep up with inflation, which usually isn't important enough to lock your money up. But if you haven't heard it on the news, it's quite high right now. So yep. yeah. if you are in a position where you were going to buy a house and then you didn't because of either how expensive they are or life circumstances and or there's other large purchases that you want to make within the next three years or so, and you don't want to expose your money to the market, I would read all the, you can contact me and there are all sorts of tricks you can play to get around the limits. And yeah, you can set yourself up to not have inflation take away your down payment for your large purchase in the future. And it's just advantageous to do before May 1st because of reasons that would take me longer than 30 seconds to explain. Fair enough. Are there any um, qualifiers like that you're not a financial advisor and that legally speaking, no one should consider this financial advice? Yeah, all of those. I I spent a lot of time on the Reddit personal finance forum. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin did his own research and we know how dangerous that is in, t- yeah. in this day and age. So Cool. He did the deep dives for you. All right. Uh, connection between the U.S. Treasury and pop culture. I love it. Um, all right, we'll close the show with a question from Rock and Roll Trivia. I'm going to use the uh, same website I used last time because I don't have Sean's calendar. But the advantage of this website is that uh, I also don't know the answers to the question. So would you guys prefer a question about the band The Who or about um, Graceland, the place? Um, I like The Who. The Who is fine. All right. Um, apologies if this question fine? doesn't have a ton of context. I assume when we answer it, we'll get the context. Um, which hotel chain banned The Who for life? Was it A, the Ritz-Carlton, B, Holiday Inn, C, Red Roof Inn, or D, Hilton? And I'm, I'm hoping we'll get the story when we when we click on the answer. Oof. I think it's Hilton. I don't know why, but I think it is D. Hilton. Okay. I'm going to say A. Ritz Carlton. Those were the two I was thinking of. Uh, I'm not even sure. How old is Red Roof Inn? I guess it's always older than I think. You wouldn't maybe be- it's just well, definitely. All right. I'll do Hilton as well. All right. I'm going to select. Oh. Wow. It was the Holiday Inn. On August 23rd, 1967, while on tour with The Who, drummer Keith Moon celebrated his 21st birthday at a Holiday Inn in Flint, Michigan. 
As soon as he reached Flint, Moon started oh. drinking, started a food fight, and knocked out part of his front tooth. At the hospital, doctors removed the remainder of the tooth but couldn't give him anesthetic due to his inebriation. Back at the hotel, Moon began, Moon began throwing guests and furniture into the pool and started a fire. A piano was reportedly destroyed and hotel management was furious, presented Moon with a $24,000 bill, and banned the Who from all Holiday Inn properties for life. <laughs> I, I've actually heard this story and read about it before. Um... So I feel bad for not getting it, but none of us got well, it. I feel like we you, all I feel like it, you so. could easily know the story and just forget and just which not remember what hotel, hotel it was. Yeah. yeah, which Especially hotel? Like Hilton and Holiday Inn. I don't know. There's no there. Uh, well, maybe at that time there was a, a Hilton there, but yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, all right. Probably oh. a Red Roof Inn, right? <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, probably a Red Roof Inn. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Keith Moon uh, passed passed early uh, from running his body into the ground. But um, you know who? Great, great band. Uh, the kids are all right. I think is the the documentary about uh, the music documentary about them. It's it's amazing. Um, highly recommend. But that's uh, you know that's for a different time. There we go. You can also play pinball in an arcade like a pinball wizard. Just trying to connect it all together. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I think that's the end of the show. You can follow us on uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify and whatnot. Follow us on Twitter, although I don't know that we've tweeted in a while. Um, or, you know, reach us by email and check out our website. Uh, it's prettyokay.com. Prettyokaypod.com. Prettyokaypod.com. I don't go to the website very often. We don't do the internet, so it's hard. That's fair. Sean always does the outro. And no one's listening still at this point anyway, so don't, you know, they've, they've turned off the podcast. But in case you still are listening, we'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, uh, I'm Max. I'm Pierce. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Free codes and be the state choosing me. Rich bitch, I should have talked to choosing me. But I don't got time for these hoes usually. I whipped the wet and BBS the jewelry.